This morning, uh, we're going to be talking about faith. Pastor Rusty uh, has been kind of in a three-week series. Uh, he started with whosoever. He started with Mark 11, uh, 23 through 24, talking about speaking to your mountain. He, he stuck with that with two weeks last week. He talked about the centurion in Jesus and how because he understood authority, he understood the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, I haven't seen faith this great, you know, throughout the whole Jerusalem. And, and it was from a Roman centurion, not even from a Jew, uh, because his understanding of authority. And he knew that, he, what, you know, he, the centurion told Jesus, I know that all you have to do is speak it and it'll happen. Because when I speak, my soldiers do what they're supposed to do. When I'm told what to do, I do what I'm told to do. Right? And so he understood that and understood that. If you have not listened to these, if you weren't here, even if you were here, I encourage you to go back on to tcf.church. Go to our podcast. Listen to the last three weeks again. Those are incredible series uh, on speaking to your mountain. We're going to kind of continue that this morning talking about faith. And Pastor Rusty started three weeks ago with the story of Jesus cursing a fig tree. They're traveling. He's hungry. He comes up to a fig tree. There's no, you know, it'd be like a pear tree or anything like that. And there's no fruit on it. He curses it and says, you're never going to bear fruit again. They walk off later that night. They're coming back. When they get up by it, Peter sees it and it's dried up from the roots and it's fallen over. And he says, man, that, that tree that you cursed this morning, it's dead from the roots and it's fallen over. And this is what Jesus says to him in Mark eleven twenty three. He says, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says uh, will be done. He will have whatever he says. Before we continue, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning that as I speak, that it's not my words, but your words. Father, I pray that you would speak through me. Father, I pray that I would be pushed to the background and you would be pushed to the spotlight. I pray that you have a word for us this morning that would sink deep into our hearts and into our minds this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, here's what, here's what Pastor pointed out. Here's what I want to show you again. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says, it will be done. Right here, Jesus is telling his disciples to speak to their mountain. He doesn't say pray to your mountain. He doesn't say ask God about your mountain. He says speak. You say to your mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. Right? And if you don't doubt in your heart, it shall be done. He's showing us that our words have power. When, if we back up all the way to Genesis where God created the heavens and the earth, what did he use to create the earth? He used his words. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Right? God said, let there be land, let the sea separate it. Right? Let's separate the night and the dark with the moon and the sun. He spoke it. He was setting up an example. He was showing us the way we were supposed to live our lives. We were made in the image of God according to the word, right? We were made in his image. He's showing us that, hey, your words have power. Use your words. Speak. God spoke to create life. You need to speak to your mountain. Now, if we jump down to verse 24, it says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. He's telling us first things is to speak to our mountain. Tell your mountain to be cast into the sea, and if you don't doubt, it will. He says right here, uh, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Right? Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe and you will receive them. Now, I, I want to just pound this into you. Verse 23 says, whoever says unto the mountain and does not doubt but believes. Whoever speaks to the mountain and does not doubt but believes. That's what verse 23 and 24 say. Speak to your mountain, don't doubt it, and believe it. 
right? When we see in Matthew 17, Jesus gives another example. Jesus and his disciples have been traveling, all right? And they're traveling around healing people, doing all kinds of different things. And we're going to jump in in Matthew 17, verse 14, out of the New King James. I want you to follow along with me. It says, and when they came to the multitudes, a man came to Jesus, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How how long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. So they bring a boy, right, who's suffering from epilepsy, and, he, and Jesus says, he says, you know, hey, I took him to your disciples. They couldn't do it. And he says, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long must I be with you? Jesus is like, he's ticked off by this. He's upset. He's mad, right? And, and he's so mad that he's like, how long do I still have to be here? He's like counting down the days to when he gets to be done. And he's thinking, how come you guys can't get it? Right? How come you can't believe? Think about these guys who walked with Jesus, you know, man, walking on water, feeding 5,000 people with a couple loaves of bread. Right? That'd do it for me. Right? If I went to Stephen's house and, and, and all we had was a loaf of bread and one package of meat and there's 5,000 people and he makes 5,000 sandwiches, that'd be, that'd be it for me. I'm like, dude, I believe. Wherever you're going, I'm going. This guy made, made you know, fed 5,000 people. Right? Much less walks on water, heals people, you know, uh, uh, some, some crazy stuff that you can read in there that he did, right? You know, cast demons out. You know, he, 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 uh, they go up onto the beach somewhere and they get out and a demon runs up and Jesus says, who are you, right? And he says, we are many, right? There's a bunch of us in here, not just one. And he casts them out, right? I, just for me, as, as Peter, I'd be like, dude, I'm convinced, right? Like, you're, you're nuts, but I, let's go. Right, I'm done. But these guys still don't believe. They still can't grab onto it. And so he's upset and he's mad. And what does he do do in verse 18? It says, and Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured that very hour. Then Jesus, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Then Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, has anybody ever seen a mustard seed? They're really tiny really tiny. It's like, it's like a grain of sand on the tip of your finger. And he says, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now I want to back up to verse 18 where it says, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Now I'm not talking about this, but I want to just stop right there and kind of talk about this for a minute. Right, this young boy was suffering from epilepsy and it says that Jesus rebuked the demon. Now, Here's what I want you to understand. A lot of times when you're sick, when you're struggling with sickness, you need to rebuke the devil. I'm not saying that you're demon-possessed, right? You know, Ashley gets sick this afternoon. It's like, well, now she's demon-possessed, right? We're not saying that. That's not what I'm talking about, right? But it says that Jesus rebuked the demon, right? And, and what do we do is a lot of times we take it on. It's like, oh, we're just, I'm sick all the time or whatever it is. And you need to begin to rebuke the devil. What does Jesus go on to say down here? He says, uh, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I want to point out three things that he says. First of all, he says again, if you say to this mountain, right, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say. We see again where Jesus tells us to speak to the mountain, 
right, to tell it. He says, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So we see again where Jesus tells us to speak to our mountain. He says, if you have faith, as a mustard seed. Now, the encouraging thing about this is, is we're not talking about huge faith, right? He didn't say, if you have faith the size of the Titanic, right? He didn't say, if you have faith the size of the Empire State Building, right? Or if you have faith the size of Jerusalem, right? The faith is a mustard seed. You don't need a bunch, Right, so there's not this pressure now that you've got to go home and figure out how to get a bunch of faith. You just need a tiny, tiny bit. Right, and it says that if you have that, right, if we jump back up to Mark eleven twenty three, it says, whoever says to the mountain and does not doubt but believes. Right, we see it again. Believe is another word for faith. Right, if you believe, if you speak to your mountain and believe it will move, it shall move. It will not stay there. The third thing is, is it only happens through prayer and fasting. This only happens through prayer and fasting. Now, we talk about fasting in church, everybody freaks out, right? Everybody's like, I, I got to eat lunch, right? I, I, I got I to eat, right? I cannot eat. The reason that people fasted food in the old days is because that was all there was to give up. There was work and there was dinner time, right? I mean, there, there was no such thing as entertainment. I'm, I'm sure they played. I'm sure they did things like that, but that's all there was. So what they would do is you would get up, let's say, let's say everybody fasts tomorrow. I'm not telling you have to, if we did. You get up in the morning, instead of having breakfast, you would sit down and read your Bible and pray. At lunchtime, instead of going out to eat, you might sit in your pickup, or if you're at home, you stay at home, you read your Bible, and you pray for that hour that you eat lunch. At night, instead of sitting down for dinner, you would sit down, and you would pray, read your Bible, listen to some worship music, you would do something like that. You give up your food, right? You give up meal time to spend time with God, right? That's, I'm just laying out fasting for you. That's what it was. When I was at Bible school, Kids would fast lunch, and then they would come sit in the cafeteria and watch us eat. And they would just sit there and not eat. I'd be like, first thing, go through the line, get your tray, and give it to me, right? Because I'm hungry, right? But it's like that's not the point of fasting. We would tell them, you're kind of missing the point. The point is, is that you go spend time with God. You're not sitting here and say, oh, I'm not eating. I'm fasting to get closer to God. You're missing the point. Our day and age, we have a lot of things we can give up, right? One of the things that... that you know, that like I could do better is like, I'm going to give up sleep in the morning, you know, give up 30 minutes of sleep to get up, to read my Bible and pray. That's fasting, right? I fasted some sleep. Maybe when I get home in the evenings, I'm not going to get right on Facebook or right on social media or or turn on the TV. I'm going to take 30 minutes and I'm going to spend time with God. That's an act of fasting. You're giving something up to spend time with God. What I want you to understand is fasting is not complicated. Anytime you sit down and spend time with God, you're in an act of fasting. You're in an act of giving something up to be with God, right? So I I don't want you to hear that, oh, this goes out by prayer and fasting. Well, I can't do that. I don't know how. All you're doing is giving something up to be with God, right? Uh, You know, listen to worship music, read some scripture, uh, listen to the word of God, and Mark eleven twenty three. 23, speak to your mountain, do not doubt in your heart, and it will move. Matthew 17, 20, have a little faith and speak to your mountain, and it will move. What we see in both scenarios with speaking to our mountain is, number one, we need faith. We have to have faith, right? We know that we're supposed to speak to our mountain. It's not complicated. It's not weird. We're not asking God to move it. We're not begging God to do something. We're, oh, God, please move this mountain. No, Jesus said, you speak to the mountain. You tell the mountain to move, and it will move, right? Don't doubt in your heart, and it will move. Have faith. Here's the thing. Faith is not the absence of doubt. Faith is not the absence of doubt. 
The thing is, is we think, well, I have doubt, so it's not going to work. Or I'm not sure how this is going to work, so God's not going to do anything. Right? We think that somehow we have to totally get rid of all of our doubt, all of our insecurities, all of our uneasiness for faith to work. Faith is not the absence of doubt. Faith is choosing to believe even when you can't see it. Faith is believing even when you can't see it. That's the absolute definition of faith. A couple of years ago, that's probably been four or five years ago even, when we were kind of uh, in, the, in the middle of that drought, we weren't getting much rain, it was looking kind of bad. I had a farmer friend tell me one time, he said, I'm not saying I don't have faith, but from what I can see, it's not going to rain. That's the exact opposite of faith, right? I'm not saying I don't have faith, but from what I can see, right? Faith is not what, it's not, that's kind of hard to Say it, but it's not what you can see. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? The Bible, I was the kids in ground zero this. The Bible says that if I can't love Ashley, who's my sister, who I can see, that there's no way I can say I love God. It says if you can't love your brother, there's no way you can love God because you can't even see God and you can see this person, but you don't love them, then you can't love God. It goes on to say that if you say you love God, but hate your brother, that you're a liar. That's God talking, not me, right? And think how crazy that is, that it, faith is not what, I, it's not what I see. Here's the thing. This, your brain and your heart are at war constantly. Faith happens here, not here, right? Have you ever heard that statement that uh, God gave you a brain, use it? Not in the Bible, <laughs> right? That, that, that is said, and God did not say that, right? Now, you use your head, but not when it comes to this stuff, right? If you've got to do some math, use this thing, right? If, if you're taking out a loan, I'm going to use this, and I'm going to use this, right? But I don't let this make all the decisions, Right? The Bible says to speak to your mountain and have faith. Speak. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? The Bible says that call those things that be not as though they were. The Bible says that that's what God did with Abraham. That he called those things that be not as though they were. I told Abraham, you're going to have a bunch of kids. The guy's like 90. I hope God doesn't do that to me. Right? When you're 90, think about it. God shows up. Hey, you're going to have a bunch of kids. Go look at the stars. That's how many kids you're going to have. Right, and he's like, God, that's, that's impossible. That's not going to happen. He didn't get, you know, his wife didn't get pregnant for another like 20 years till they were in their hundreds. What was God doing? God was calling those things that be not as though they were. He was calling it into existence. Right, we're praying for Ashley and Arthur to get pregnant. I, I'm not, oh, they're going to get pregnant. They are pregnant. You see the difference in those two? Oh, this is going to happen. No, this is happening. Right, You have to learn to walk in faith. And it doesn't mean that, oh, you have a thought in your head that, that, you know, some doubt runs through your mind. That's fine. It's what I believe. And when this is telling me this is nuts, this is crazy, you shouldn't do that, this doesn't make sense, then I know I'm on the right track. And I know that I keep pushing and I keep going. And faith is not the absence of doubt. Right? Here's what happens is we have mountains in our lives. God tells us to speak to our mountains, but instead, you know what we do? We have a mountain out in the backyard, and we start to decorate it. 
you know, put some yard lights up and a little gazebo and have our friends over and grill burgers and hang out by our mountain. We'll talk about our mountain. Talk about how terrible it is. Look at all the room it's taken up. I think it grew three inches tonight. Whatever your mountain is, whether it's health issues, financial issues, relationship issues, something that happened to you when you were a kid, right? Emotional damage, whatever it is, we take it on, we own it, and we begin just to hang out with it. It's ours. It's just our little decoration in the yard. When Jesus said to speak to your mountain, here's what's going to happen. You're going to start speaking to your mountain to move. See, faith is, I already see the mountain in the ocean. And your friends say, no, no, that issue's still right here. No, 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 no. Faith is, it's already gone. And it's like, well, you're telling us to live in denial. No, I'm telling you to walk in faith. To begin to speak to it, begin to command it to go into the sea. Because faith is, I already see it happening, even though it's not. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. I heard a preacher say one time that if you want a new car, take duct tape and mark out in your garage where it's going to be. Right? You go out in the garage say, don't park there. That's where my new Z28 is going to go. Right? Right? My brand new Corvette Stingray. You know, I, I, I heard at Bible school, they said one time this, this guy got up, Pastor Derek, and he said one time that they needed like $1,000 for like a medical bill. And he prayed and prayed and prayed, and he said $1,000 came in. And he said when it came in, I thought, why didn't I pray for $10,000? Right? Always amp it up. God wants to bless you. God wants to take care of you. God loves you. Call those things that be not as though they were. Speak to your mountain and command it to go. Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, what is crazy to me is that it says hearing. And the original you know, language of that is to hear with your ear. They're not like hear with your heart or hear with your mind. Physically, like you're hearing me right now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This morning, your faith is being strengthened. I'm reading scripture out loud. You're hearing it. That strengthens your faith. Right? Faith is just like a muscle. If I was going to do any kind of sport, any kind of uh, athletics, or any kind of job that required a certain amount of athleticism, you work out for that. Right, football players work out for football. The military works out different for the military. They train their muscles and their bodies to handle that for what they're about to do. Faith is the same way. You train up your faith by hearing the word of God. An amazing thing is, is the YouVersion Bible app has tons of translations where it will read it to you. And you can hear it. And your faith is strengthened. And then you begin to do that. See, that's why it's so important that you're in church. It's important to be in church more than you're not in, right? Because right now, this morning, your faith is being strengthened, and you can begin to speak to your mountain, begin to command your mountain to go, right? Doubt's going to come in your mind. The devil's going to send things that, hey, this isn't working. This isn't, you know, you're going to speak to your mountain. Today, you can go home, you can be all pumped, be like, this mountain's going to go. Tomorrow, it's going to be 10 feet bigger, right? Because the devil shows up. The thing is, is that I keep calling those things that be not as though they were. I keep walking, I keep taking steps, I keep speaking, I keep commanding, I keep telling it to go. And your friends say, that, that, that's never going to change. That, you know, your family, you get around your family, that's never going to be different. You just need to accept that, right? That's just the way the world is. I love kids in ground zero. I have bad luck. I have bad luck. I just have bad luck. There is no such thing, Right? I walk in the favor of God everywhere I go, right? 
I call those things that be not those. You, you, say, you might say here today, I don't have any faith. Call those things that be not of those that were. I have faith. I have as much faith as Jesus. It's like, well, I can't say that. Sure you can. Just start saying it. Just start confessing it. Just start speaking that over yourself. That's why it's so important to listen to the word of God, to hear the word talk about who you are, and to let that settle in, to let that sink in. Right? It's not about what's up here. It's not about that, oh, well, I thought or I think. Keep walking in faith. Keep taking that step. Keep commanding. Keep talking. Whatever it is, whatever your mountain is. Jesus didn't say, speak to your mountain unless this, this, this. No, speak to your mountain. See, what you do, what Pastor talked about is you immediately begin to disqualify yourself. You're sitting there thinking why this doesn't apply to you, that somehow this only works for the super Christian, right? One super Christian ever walked the earth, Jesus. That's it. Everybody else is a screw up. It's our. That's why Jesus had to come down. If we could do it on our own, he wouldn't have died on the cross. He'd have said, you can do it, right? You know the only reason there was an Old Testament and a law? You know why he gave Moses Ten Commandments? To show you, you can't do it. You need Jesus. They were all arrogant and full of pride and thought they could do it. Even though they messed up all the time. Oh, we can do it. We can do it. Today's the day, Right? But you can't do it on your own. You need Jesus. The blood of Jesus qualifies you. That's it. That's the only thing. Not you reading your Bible more, praying more, being in church more, worshiping more. You know what all that stuff does? That equips you for life. Right? I read my Bible because it's going to strengthen my faith. And then when the mountain shows up, I can speak to it and it's going to go. When things roll into my life, when I need things to change, when I need things to happen, I can begin to speak to it, and I'm going to command it to go. Even when everybody around me says I'm crazy, when everybody around me says I'm stupid, right? When everybody around me says, oh, you just need to accept it and just accept what's going on in your life, you say, no, I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. That mountain's already gone. It's already gone. You need to begin to walk in the authority that Jesus gave you, right? Right? The three things that we know from Matthew 17, 20 is we need to pray and we need to fast, right? We need faith. So according to Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We need to read the word, we need to pray, and we need to fast. And that's what we need to do. When we're talking about fasting, that's just giving something up to spend time with God. Maybe that's turning the radio off on the way to work and listening to the word, right? That's just taking some time out of your day to spend time with God. Don't make it weird, don't make it complicated, right? I don't sit down with my wife and say, hey, I've got 10 minutes right here. You and me, the rest of the day, I got no time for you, right? We wouldn't be married, right? You just, you naturally, organically spend time together. Now, you might, you know, the amazing thing is, is you have, uh, hopefully you have date nights planned, right? It's like, hey, we're going out tonight. You know what your date nights with God are? It's like men's retreat, women's conferences, right? Going to camp. That's a date night, right? We're going on a weekend retreat, right? I'm spending some one-on-one. That's why camp's so amazing, right? Because you take three days. You're like, I'm going to go be with God for three days. I'm giving everything up to be with God. No cell service, no Wi-Fi. It's like you can't get out. You know, kids are like walking around trying to get a half a bar, right? And God shows up because you spend time with him. Read the word. Spend time in prayer. You pray like you talk. You talk to each other, right? It's just a conversation, Right now, when we're speaking to our mountain, that's different. That ain't prayer. That's we're commanding. We're telling something to happen. You know, like when you got a dog that won't listen, you know, and you're like, come here. For some reason, you think if you yell louder, like somehow they're going to understand, you know, 
Like, you know, like children, we think kids are deaf. It's like, no, they're just not paying attention, right? And it's like, but to that mountain, I'm going to speak. I'm going to command that to happen. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to spend time in prayer. I'm going to give up time and fast to be with God. Here's the thing that I want you to understand is faith is not the absence of doubt. Faith is not this, some super state of spirituality where you no longer question anything. All faith is, is that I know that what this looks like, and it looks like this is never going to happen, right? It looks like this is never going to happen. We had friends sell a house recently, right? And I had somebody say, they sold that in the Tulia market? That's doubt. That's unbelief. I walk in the favor of God. I don't care what the market says. I walk with Jesus, right? The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the guy who walked on water and defeated death, hell, and the grave, Right, That guy that rose from the dead is my brother. Right, We share the same father. His blood flows through my veins. Begin to do, you know, the amazing thing is when you don't believe it, say it. You know, this thing about worship is like, you don't only worship when life is good. Right, you worship when the mountain's growing. That's when you worship the most. You know, worship is something that you do in the bottom of the valley and the top of the mountain, right? Wherever you're at, wherever you're at in between the life, you worship because I know that this isn't the state of life God's called me to. And I know that God's bringing me out of this. I know that God's gonna show up. I know that God's gonna be here and he's gonna pull me out of this, right? You know, when Paul was in prison, you know what they did? They'd worship every night. I mean, could you imagine we're all arrested, you know? For being Christians, we're all thrown in jail. We're all upset. Food's terrible. Orange jumpsuits on everybody. You know, Jason pops up. Let's sing. Like, shut up. (laughs) Sit down. Right? But Paul's like, man, we're going to worship. You know, there's a story where some of the disciples are locked up in prison. There's a group of people. You know, think about mom, dad, Ashley, and Arthur all in prison. We're all praying this morning. We're all praying that they'll get let out of prison. You know, guy runs up and says, yo, Peter and them are out of jail. Right? No, they're not. They're locked up. Let's get back to praying, guys, that they get released. He's like, no, no, I saw him. He, they let him out. No, shut up. They're in jail. They couldn't even believe it. And Peter walks in. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, you're supposed to be in jail. Aren't, aren't you all praying that I'll get out? Yeah, that stuff doesn't work. Right? It's not about you. It's not up to you. Faith is not the absence of doubt. It's believing even when you can't see it. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that we would let it sink deep into our hearts that we belong to you, that we belong in your family, that the blood of Jesus flows through our veins, that we would begin to walk in the authority that you gave Jesus, that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus, and Jesus has given that to us and told us to go. And I pray we would walk in that authority. We would walk in boldness, that we would speak to our mountain, and that it would be cast into the sea, that our faith would be strengthened this morning, that it would sink deep into our hearts who we are, that we belong to the King of kings, that you have called us from the foundations of the world, that before the world was formed, you called us and had a plan for us. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hey.